I'm Tyler. I'm JT. I'm Pete. I'm Greg. And we're breaking down another horror movie on Scared Smithless. Enough time for one more story. Ooh, this one was interesting. I want to get away. I want to fly away. This movie was wild. This movie was wild. Yes, it was. This is a tough one to sit through. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We've sat through some garbage. Last couple of days, I'm like, I don't... I almost didn't want to do this one. I'm like, I'm <laughs> why? Like, uh, because it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's because of that. Yeah, this but movie- isn't it fun watching disgusting movies with John yeah. Tell though. Yes, that this- that was the only, that was the best part about watching this. Because <laughs> this- John Tell had not seen this before. Yeah. I'm like, ah. Uh, I'm like, this is gonna be great. This movie yep. had a particular moisture about it. <laughs> moisture? Yes, a moisture about it. A dampness, if you will. I saw this for the first time and only other time when I was about eleven or twelve years old. Too young to watch it. Oh yeah, probably. I yeah, think, I think we, or at least I watched this for the first time with mom and dad. They had it recorded. There's wow. no way the same movie we just watched. Yes, that's wicked. Yeah, it was on TV. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. It, 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 didn't, it didn't help. Quite as much. And this was before they really started cutting into movies, though. Yeah. For people who understand film, all we have to say to let you know about this one is David Cronenberg. <laughs> yep. Yes, he is the, the Cronenberg. Ultimate body horror film director. Yep. And we kind of touched on that in, uh, in an episode of Rick and Morty, didn't they? Yes. It was like where Rick says they turned everybody into Cronenbergs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yep, that would be the joke. <laughs> yeah, before this one, he did um, another body horror films. Once called The Brood. Oh, you, did you see that one? Did you, oh, I didn't see that one. Scanners. It's like people oh, who yeah. can like telepathically like blow you up or something. Yeah, blow stupid, up your I head. Think. And then Videodrome. Uh-huh. Videodrome. Is that the one with James Woods? Yes. He gets naked in that one, according to him, on Family Guy. Yeah. Any <laughs> any time I think of James Woods, I think mm-hmm. of Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, those were... Uh, he also did The Dead Zone just before this one. The oh. one with Christopher Walken in it. Someone? There's only like really one kind of gross scene in that one. Didn't they make a TV show out of that? Yeah, The Dead else? Zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, with the guy from The Breakfast Club in it. Oh, okay, yeah. I forget his name. Yep. This was an Oscar winner, actually. Yes, it, yes, was, it was for its makeup. Yeah, well, I, I, well I say deserved. so. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. Well, you want to know what? I was very impressed with Gina Davis in this movie. She's mm-hmm. a... Uh, yeah. She's a looker, and she's very regal. She's a class act. Regal. One guy who did the design for this was Chris Wallace, W-A-L-A-S. I don't know. Anyway, he also did. A, he also designed the uh, Gremlins from Gremlins. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, yeah, based on the short story by George Langelin. I didn't. Yeah, I never. I never actually knew that until I hmm. looked, started looking this up. Yeah, this is a remake of a 1958 movie. Mm-hmm. Vincent Price. Yeah, he doesn't play the OG the fly character, but he was. Yeah, he was one of the characters in that. This is more gruesome than that movie is. Yes. Yes. Is that safe to say? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yes. That that one for its time was kind of disturbing. Sure, but it. I mean, but it's not. It's not this. Think no. of the dog scene from The Thing, but stretched out over, I don't know, what, probably 45 minutes of this movie? Yes. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's pretty safe. Oh, yeah. Did, and you said Cronenberg, did, did he have a hand in those, the designs no. of those dogs? Oh. No. He's actually, he was the first choice to direct this film, but he was actually busy in production of a Total Recall. Oh, okay. Which um, ended up not working out because of... Up differences. COVID. But, uh, yeah. Oh. That's it. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been a much different movie. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, anyway, the uh, guy who, uh, wrote the original story to this, the uh, executives at 20th Century Fox who distributed this movie, they didn't really like it at first. But instead, the, uh, one of the producers of this ended up getting Mel Brooks to help finance the movie as well. Like Blazing Saddles, Mel yeah, Brooks? That's yes. what I thought. He actually, he was uncredited producer of this because he didn't want hmm. people to know that he was helping with it. That's awesome. That way, they will take it more seriously. Is that why it's Brooks' film? Yep. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. 
But yeah, they end up, after Kroltenberg wasn't working out with Total Recall, and uh, they end up, were able to get him again, and he ended up redoing the script a little bit more, like changing the dialogue. He kept the same story of the original writer, too, who's also credited for this, and he, he wanted him to be credited for this because a lot of the same stuff from his original draft was still in this film still. Mm. And uh, basically you got this version of it. Well, there you go. The Cronenberg version. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Filmed in uh, Toronto, by the way. Yep. Those crazy Canadians. The yep. six. Howard Shore wrote the music for this movie. Yes, he did. I think his claim to fame was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a pretty that's good claim to fame. Right. I know that, but... The music just... was pretty good in this. Yeah. Yeah, it, it fit with the movie. I mm-hmm. think they were yeah. trying to do, like, different types of music, which was... Night Rider. They, yeah. <laughs> but they wanted they wanted to keep it more like the... Yeah, they wanted to keep it like more classy, and I think it fit well with the film. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump in. Uh, we open up on a science convention. Seth Brundle, our main character, played by Jeff, a young Jeff Goldblum, yes, in his early thirties. In this, is talking to Veronica, who we will call Ronnie from here on. Her friends call her Ronnie. Sure, Veronica. That, that's cute. So hot. She is fire. Like. I'm definitely going to be paying my respects to Gina Davis in this movie. This this was actually her first big role that she actually did. She was in a few other things, like uh, the first Fletch movie. Oh, yes. nice! What? But um, her her and Jeff Goldblum were actually dating at the time when this came out. Mm-hmm. If he was so, smart, uh, he would. And and the uh, the producers wanted some more unknowns, like Linda Hamilton and Laura Dern. They're actually um, in talks with them, but they read some of the script and. <laughs> One scene in particular they didn't like, which we'll obviously get into later. No. But they actually still wanted to have this sort of more of an unknown actor to play. The oh, you mean this movie's gross? Mm-hmm. No, thanks. <laughs> I think Jeff Goldblum, he'd been in a few things. Yeah, so we jump right in. They're already talking. Um, Jeff Goldblum or um, Seth Brundle is a scientist. Sweet hair, by the way. Yeah. yeah. He and Gina Davis have a very similar hairstyle in this movie. They got the same hairdresser. Okay, <laughs> who, who has who has the better hair? Uh, Gina Davis. No, Jeff Goldblum has an amazing mane in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to go with Gina Davis. I'm going <laughs> to smell her hair. I would. You could almost smell it through the screen. Peaches. Hmm. You know it is. You know she's way too old for you right now, right? Hey, I'm, I'm a charming man, so shouldn't be a problem. She's well into her 60s. Hey, fine wine. Once you cross 18 years old, age is just a number, right? Yes. But so there's... he's using his uh, science knowledge. Does this work? Like, would he's this flirting work? with her. Yes, yeah. it would work. If Honestly, I thought that he had some, of the, uh, some good game. Yeah. Although he was so oblivious to this game because... Right. <laughs> he was like, oh, she's totally going back to my apartment with me. You're into this. He's right. And no, oh, he's like, doesn't realize that she has a vendetta too. And so it's just like, if you are going to go forward and try to woo a lady, definitely show off your intelligence. So I'm, I'm going to give him like a, a five point star right here just because I thought he did a great job here. He says he's working on something that will change the world and human life as we know it. That's a bold statement. It's a bold pickup line. That, yeah, yeah I was say that, that's how you close the deal. <laughs> <laughs> what more does she need to hear after that? Yeah, well, she said, well, what is it? He says, well, I'm not going to talk about it here in front of some of the greatest science minds in the world. Let's go back to my lab and I'll show you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He did. Great hunter. <laughs> he spotted his prey. Yeah, he just lured her back. And I don't want the listener to think that Jeff Goldblum is, is a predator. Because this is something probably he's never done before. He's a yeah. a consensual predator. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> So they go back to his uh, apartment. She's driving, and he has motion sickness. I kind of thought that was going to play more of a role. I did, too. Never. I, I guess it kind yeah. of did with what he's designing. Mm-hmm. You get rid of transportation, cars, vehicles. Um, Shady-looking apartment. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Right? She's understandably concerned well, when they pull up. I suppose if you want to keep on the down low. Right. She's like, this is it? He's like, yeah, it's cleaner on the inside. Not, yeah, not a lot of pictures of family members or no. the giant map of Toronto with circled areas marked out on it. What if this movie turned out that he was a serial killer and he killed the scientist that lived there? That, well, I, I, I wouldn't have been shocked. He had the apartment <laughs> this, for it. This looks like the place off of uh, 
off of Big Daddy. It did. Adam Sandler's yeah, voice. It probably is. Yeah. But I, I, I liked it, though. I li- it, just, it, it, it fit with the movie, I think. It looked no. like it smelled like raw sewage. Yeah, no, to eliminate further questions, Jeff Goldblum's not a bad guy. No. Mm-mm. He's a good guy. Right. Um, there are these two big metal pods in his apartment. Warehouse apartment. Yep. He starts playing the piano pretty well, but oh, come on, man. Right. Don't be. Point. Don't be that. Don't yeah. be that obvious. I, yeah. I read something that uh, Cronenberg's uh, mom was actually a piano player, and his dad was actually a journalist. So I thought that was a little interesting. Yeah, interesting. that's he probably one reason why they playing the piano and continually looking up at Veronica. Like, are, are, you watching, are you watching? Look how good I am at this. Yeah. Right, because she's the only other person in that room. You start playing the piano, she just turns her back he, and looks at the ceiling. Yeah, he, slow your roll, Brundle. He did yeah. come across as very awkward. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's a nerd, and he probably hasn't had a whole lot of girls at his place. Yeah, well, he he, he played this part really well. Yeah, he by did. The way. did. Yeah, he wasn't socially awkward though. There was some what eccentricities to him, but like, yeah, he was quirky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, quirky. Yeah, I uh, totally kick it with someone like that though. Ronnie says, eh, "Maybe this was a bad idea." He says, "Well, you, you've already seen it now. I can't let you leave here alive." Yeah, again, not probably not the best joke when yeah. you just met someone. Right, and then that, that just shows more that he's not used to yes. being around the opposite right. sex or a woman as pretty as she is in this movie. Also feeding into my serial killer. Right. He, he yeah. references the two pods in his apartment, and she says, uh, designer phone booths? He well, said, well, he does have three. Right, yeah, one's one of the them prototype. Was a prototype yeah. Yeah, he boots up a computer, a very 80s-looking 80s computer. It's got to boot it up. <laughs> Explains to her that it's a teleportation device. She's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, what do you call it, a telepod or something? Yep. Yeah, so the pods are called, yeah, telepods. He says, give me a give me a, a personal item. So she gives him her stocking. I, I think this was John favorite part. That was going. First. Yeah. yeah. Could put your shoe in there. They could not have uh, done that any slower. Yeah, here's my jacket. So he teleports the stocking from one pod to the other. She thinks it's some kind of illusion or trick at first. And he says, no, pick it up. So she does. Anybody else getting like some like Gene Wilder vibes from Jeff Maybe Goldblum? a little bit. Yeah. And that's oh, part of the, the yeah. uh, like, eccentric like, like behavior. Like Willy Wonka. Like Willy Gene Wonka, Wonka. Gene yeah. Wilder. And really, really a lot of roles by Gene Wilder. Just kind of that saying things but has a look on his face like right. he doesn't really mean exactly what he's saying he almost has the same hair too yeah he did the same way yeah, yeah. the same way someone says something when they have a, a hidden meaning behind what they're saying yeah yeah but anyway that's neither here nor there but for some reason gene wilder popped into my head when i was watching him early in this movie uh, we then find out the hidden agenda from ronnie here though is she pulls out a tape recorder she is a journalist Looking for a big scoop. That's why she was at the science convention trying to find a story. And Jeff Goldblum obviously was oblivious she to that. He found it. Right. So when she comes in. She's totally into me. With her recording device, she tries to like uh, switch the tape back when they used those in recording devices. And he says, what are you, what are you doing? And she explains, well, I'm a journalist. And I, he said, no, 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 no. It's not ready yet. He explains, basically, he actually doesn't. He farms out a lot of the work. He's more of the, what does he call himself? He's like the, the systems analyst. Right. Yeah. He's like the, the oh. assembly guy. Yeah. Right. He gets parts and puts it all together. Right. Well, he gets funding from a tech, science, yeah. science tech industry. Uh, but he says, I they don't ever pay any attention to me because I'm not very expensive. So he just works on this on his own. Really, no one but him because she asks him, how have you done this by yourself? How does no one else know about this yet? That's when he explains he's parceling out a lot of the work. Right. And he's just putting it all together. Ronnie's wanting to run with the story. He says, no, it's not ready yet. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of her yeah. early on in this movie because she just leaves. She's yep. like, oh, yep, nope, sorry, I'm a journalist. That's what I do. Yep. Basically, uh, Ruin you everyone's lives. Yeah, you should have told me. Yeah, you still can't do that. If someone says, I don't want this on the record, you can't put it on the record. Yeah. Right. So even yeah, though she's like, get- nope, too bad, you already told me. Yeah, you can get in major trouble for running a story that someone doesn't want on the record. Right. Well, it is Canada, though. <laughs> Maybe it's different. <laughs> I don't think this was supposed to be Canada. It was definitely filmed in Canada, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we then get, after she leaves, the next day she's with her boss. Ready for this? 
Stathis Borens. Boy. Played by John Wentz. I, he looks familiar, but I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. I thought I was the same one. I kept looking, and I'm like, Great. Yeah, it's not ringing any bells. John Getz. Okay. Yep. Stathis. Every time I hear Stathis, I think of Stathis Baratheon. <laughs> <laughs> Again, would have been a much different movie. <laughs> Um, so he says, this is a non-story. He's a con man. She says, no, you didn't see it. And he says, yeah, no, he's, he's, it's an illusion. It's a magic trick. And right. he doesn't believe her that this is real. And she, he says, he's, he's duping you basically. Conning you. Right. But Stathis is the editor of the magazine that Ronnie writes for Particle Mad Magazine. So obviously a science techie magazine. Um, Seth shows up at the office, mm -hmm. and offers to take Veronica out to lunch. So at lunch is where he's explaining more of his work and tells her, I'm going to let you run the story, just not yet. I'm going to give you the rights. I'm not going to give this to anybody but you, but the deal is you've got to wait because I'm not ready yet. And, That's fair. Right. You she said says, well, what's the holdup? And he says, I haven't been able to figure out how to teleport Flipping tissue. Yeah, I'm right. only able to teleport inanimate objects right now. And our first hint <laughs> of what we're in for is, uh, she says, well, what happens when you try to uh, teleport something living? And he said, not while you're eating. Yeah. Right. And he <laughs> Nothing was not good. joking. And he says, actually, instead of doing an article, you need to write a book. Follow me around. Watch what I do. Yeah, he says, he says something like he's been wanting to, like, because he's been working by himself for so long, he wants to tell somebody about I think they it, said right? six years. Yeah. Yeah. He says, see the process of everything. He mm -hmm. said, this is actually going to make a better book than an article, and right. I'm going to let you write it, but you've got to wait till I say it's okay. Mm -hmm. And he said, the book will end with me teleporting myself 15 feet from one pod into the other. Um, so Veronica, I, I'm, she doesn't say here that she agrees, I don't think, but it's I, I, she does, obviously. She goes back to her apartment, and um, her stathis is taking a shower in her bathroom. I love, I love that he's like this confident and he, like he's just that free spirited to yeah. just pull yes. up and like just so happens to be in the neighborhood and felt yeah you say scummy yeah, yeah. I felt scummy I felt yes. scummy yes you did yeah I yeah. guarantee he was just with the prostitute shower's not gonna take care of that scum <laughs> yeah. uh, scrub as hard as you fact, want ah, you scumbag yeah. there you go so they used to live together we find out which maybe helps a little bit they used to be lovers. <laughs> Um, he says, I, I did a little more uh, look into this guy that you're wanting to run a story on. Turns out he's brilliant. He just missed out on winning the Nobel Prize when he was 20 years old. What a loser. That's incredible. In uh, physics, I think. Right. Is he jealous at this point? Well, see, uh, he's already I, realizing that I think she's... He's, I think he's starting to make his peanut butter and jealousy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So he's he's already... That, I think that's what he's pushing the issue for. He's got the, the bread out of the pantry. He tells, when she asks him, how did you get in here? He says, oh, the key that you gave me, which is how we find out they used to live together. She tells him to get out, ask for the key back, and he says, no, I think I'll hold on to it for yeah. old time's sake. Okay, creep. <laughs> yeah. No. I've done that, though. Well, you're a creep. <laughs> Anybody in this room surprised at that? Raise your hand. Nobody? They've never been okay. like, oh, you, you're in my apartment. I'm leaving again, by the way. Give me back my key. He keeps making, like, references about, like, wanting to have sex with her, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Oh, uh, staff is... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you meant me. I was like... like almost <laughs> every... <laughs> no. <laughs> He's one of those no-means-yes guys. Yes. Right. We go back to Brundle's apartment. Ronnie is filming him doing a test teleportation with a baboon. Of all the animals you're trying to... I mean, I, I guess the primate, because it's... Closest yeah, to human. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But like a well, baboon seems like that would be expensive. It, and yeah. it seems like it would be dangerous. He's saying my research out. isn't costing very much. Right. Yeah. Why not a like a rhesus monkey? I guess right. it depends on. Like on Spike. You, I guess from, it depends on who you're getting your money from, I guess. I guess. But like. Or a This drifter. thing could also. A drifter would be cheaper than a baboon. Yeah. This yeah. thing could rip my arms off. Yeah. For a drifter, all you need is chloroform. Oh, gosh. That's true. You know. That's feeding more well, into that serial killer not, thing that we were just like talking about. Lab rats yeah. at first. Let's steak dinner. See? Yeah, why not lab rats at first? Yeah. Isn't that like what they're for? Yeah. Right. Peter must have not known about this movie. Well, they're not really touching on is 
theoretically it's possible to teleport, but it's not possible right now. And right. So, I mean... The science is a, there, but the technology is not. Right. In order for that to happen, it wouldn't be you in the other pod. You'd be completely destroyed and then recreated in right. another pod. Which, it's almost like making a clone. Right. And so the question is, if you believe in a soul, would your soul transfer to the other body? Or would you actually when we be can't dead? quantify a soul. Right. When right. you can't you quantify it. one. And then Even also the, the right. amount... Another thing hold people back is the amount of power you would need. Worldwide, the worldwide energy expense every year worldwide is around between 18 and 20 terawatts. And a terawatt is a trillion watts. Is that like a gigawatt? Yes. Yeah, 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. No, it's. Oh, that's for time travel. Yeah. Uh, a terawatt is a thousand gigawatts. So. Oh. That tells you anything. And you would need a hundred of those. For one teleportation. So you're telling me that time travel is more possible than... Yes. Okay. Science! Yes. Science! The more you know. So, long story short, he sends the baboon through the um, pod. It works. However, it flips the baboon inside out. Yeah. Not, n- not a good day. Gnarly. gnarly. Tense. Yeah. And it was still alive somehow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. I hope they put that thing out of its misery. I do, too. They don't show Quickly. it, but... Yeah. Yes. I kind of yeah. wish they did, just so we just knew. Curious how he's disposing yeah. these animals. He's throwing the dumpster. He's got a giant garbage disposal. <laughs> a muffin masher. <laughs> oh, yeah. A muffin masher from Thirty Days oh, of Night. Yeah. So Seth's understandably frustrated. Veronica's trying to film him sharing his feelings because you know scientists love getting emotional and showing their feelings. Right. He says the problem is. The machine can't deal with, it hasn't learned how to teleport flesh. Organic matter. Right. They end up together. They end up sleeping together. And she makes a comment about attraction to human flesh. Like how old people can't help but squeeze in a baby's cheeks is because they're crazy about flesh. Which was a weird light bulb moment for him though, right? But right. This is when Seth realizes... Something. He looks like a puzzle piece just connected in his brain. Right. He gets a stake. He cuts it in half. He sends half of it through the teleportation device. Then he cooks it. He feeds a bite of both halves to Ronnie. Um, The one half tastes normal, and the other half she has to spit out. She says it tastes synthetic, like it's fake. Right. And so he realizes, ah, see, this is the problem. The computer doesn't understand the connection with flesh. Okay. I mean, again, this isn't exactly real science. <laughs> right. Of course it is. But his he's saying he the computer is, isn't understanding the intricate It doesn't understand the science of flesh. So basically, like, reprogram it, kind right. of. He says the computer is recreating flesh, but humans, just like we go crazy about flesh, the computer doesn't understand how to go crazy for flesh. So and he needs to teach the the computer so it needs a software update <laughs> exactly oh 2.0 yes ronnie leaves and stathis is following her he confronts her in a department store stathis tells ronnie you you stayed with brundle all night oh boy don't yeah. be that guy come on stathis yeah. you're better than this he's all got right. them crazy eyes first off she's grown so <laughs> <laughs> there's no ring on her yeah i mean you took the liberty of Pulling up and taking a shower in her house, so like she should be able to go stay the night at whosever friend she's with that night. Right. So Stathis is coming across as quite crazy. Yes. Yeah, he is. Unstable. Baby, come back. Yeah, he's the uh, <laughs> scorned ex. Yeah, he is. So Brundle is teleporting another baboon after his software update. To, oh, okay, so he just has... It works. A bunch of them. Apparently the, they're the, disposable. The, the, <laughs> pod, the telepod opens with smoke pouring out, and the baboon comes shooting out and jumps into Jeff and That actually scared me. Yeah, I would have knocked the heck out of that <laughs> baboon. I would yeah. have cocked back, just dropped it. A baboon will rip your face yeah. right. off. Right, but like in that, that, as scared as I was when that thing shot out, I would have been in just go mode. Yeah. John Tell would have flipped it inside out. Didn't you ever see that clip of uh, two high school kids? All right, so these two high school kids are talking to one another. The kid pops out of the trash can, 
The one kid just dr- knocks him out. Just drills him? Yeah, he cold cocks <laughs> him. It scared him that bad. I, that's how I would have done it. I could see John Tull doing that too. And he didn't even mean to punch him. He didn't even mean to like uh, waylay him, but it just. just it's just a reaction. Yeah, so. A knee jerk reaction. I'll fight a bamboo. <laughs> Ronnie says, what, what What do you do now? What, what's next? And he says, well, I'll have to send the baboon off for testing. Could take several weeks. So she proposes, we should go on a trip together. Know me for how long? Boy, that's quick. Wow. It seems like I've known each other for like three days. So she does I'm sure it's been longer, but. I'm thinking she, she does want to get away from Stathis, though. She's like enamored with this genius, and then I guess he's down for his it, romance. He's pretty yeah. dynamic, though. He's yeah. pretty yeah. He's the all charming, guy. charming. That's the word I was looking for. Charisma. Yes. Um, she sees on the piano in the apartment. There's a envelope from Stathis. Seth says, "Oh, someone from your office oh. slipped this under the door." She opens up the envelope, and it is a mystery cover. day kit. For, <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's a cover for the magazine, Particle Magazine, and it is a picture of Brundle, and the cover story is his teleportation It's like a, his head device. blown up with the two pods on either side and lightning yeah, going across. And the words underneath it saying hot so she, and nasty. Hot and nasty. <laughs> so she realizes Stathis <laughs> is doing this. a weird tagline for anything. So she <laughs> abruptly has to leave, and Seth is kind of upset that she's leaving. She goes and confronts Stathis about this, and he's basically, uh, he's trying to do a, a, a quid pro quo. He says, your discovery is my discovery. And she says, you said this was nonsense, and there was no reason to run with it. Yeah, but he would do anything to, like, stay at arm's length with, with right. her. Because said, he says, well, I guess we don't have to run it. And she says, what is it you want? I want to stay in your life. I want to kiss you all over yep. and over again. Yeah, so he's he's a dirt ball. Yeah, he is. I respect both of their game, but he's just like I am a I'm team Goldblum. <laughs> I would say he's unredeemable, yeah. but he does kind of yeah, redeem himself later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I respect yeah. it. Right. Seth realizes that Stathis must be Ronnie's old boyfriend, so he's drinking. He's inebriated. He's talking to the baboon. Yep. Sorry about your brother. Yeah. (laughs) Then a fight starts. Like the baboon actually responds to that. He just he starts going. (laughs) So he says, "You know what? You seem like you're doing fine. I'm gonna go for it." We see a fly flying around the baboon's head. So sure enough, he gets in the telepod, and just as it's closing, the fly, titular fly. Yep, flies into the telepod with Jeff. Oh, credits. (laughs) Yep. But it works. He comes out. The other pod, he seems like he's okay. Like how he stepped out of that pod is how I feel when I step out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Completely naked. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. every time. Just... Yeah, you, you don't want to go through there with clothes on when you're yeah, testing no, this no, thing out. No. You, you don't know where they're going to end up. Oh, no. my gosh. Well, Craig, what was your theory? Huh? What was your theory? Where's... Oh, that if he went through with clothes on, it would go up inside of his anal cavity. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, Even his shoes? His shoes, too. Yes. Have... Shoes, socks, necklaces, earrings, everything. You better have the proctologist on speed dial. So, hold up. You're telling me this is a device in which you have to have, like, TSA agents next to you before you get into this machine? Yes. Yes. And pray that you zipped up your pants before you... <laughs> Good uh, heavens. That is awesome. So, Ronnie arrives at the apartment. Seth tells her what happened. He says, oh, I was drunk and a little upset. Why did you do that? You could have killed yourself. And he follows that up with, are you sleeping with Stathis? Wait. Come so, on now. Right. And I love how uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but while Jeff Goldblum was having his conversation with the baboon, he did have a hold my beer moment. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, check this out. <laughs> she explains he's he's an old college professor. He doesn't have anything to be jealous about. No, I don't care about any of this stuff. I don't even know why we're talking yeah. about it. All right. Just uh, He says, I taped it for you. Um, she notices on his back their little hairs. Earlier in the movie... He gets a little computer chip, like, like a transistor, cuts yep. him in the back, like he rolls over on top of it, and it kind of sticks in his back. So there's a little cut on his back, and she notices that there's these really coarse hairs, coarse hairs that are sticking out of that healing wound. Yeah, that's- actually, she doesn't realize it here. I think it just shows us. Right. Seth wakes up out of the middle of the night, catches a fly out of midair. Right. That would be awesome. You know. Early on in this, there's just some pretty cool attributes that this gave him. That's like some Mr. Miyagi kind of... This is probably what Spider-Man more realistically would have happened. 
Oh I, yeah, like as far as the the yeah. mutation and yeah. all that, it doesn't just stop at you getting cool powers right. and that being right. the end of it. Yeah, I'm calling now, BS now, now. Marvel Universe. Now he did get just bit by the spider, though. It yeah, that's like, true. It wasn't a yeah. what we find out. Spoiler alert: a fusion. And okay, all that. DNA we, splicing. We did see DNA splicing in that movie. That's true. That, oh. um when he caught that fly, I hadn't seen this movie in probably probably ten years. And when he caught that fly, I thought, Ooh, I wonder if they're going to do the same as they did in the old one, where he needed the fly to go back through mm. and, you know, separate himself. Reverse it. Right. And then he, when he let go of the fly, I'm like, oh, dude, you just let him go. And that was your chance. Yep. That was it. I thought he was going to eat it. <laughs> oh, is that why the fly came to him? Or he caught the fly, but was that initially I, the I don't fly know. that was it, it? In the original movie, he needed the fly to that's, that's, to. To yeah, they, separate. They, 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 yeah, they basically like separated, right. like huh. their heads or whatever right. switched or something. Yeah, oh, that must have been trippy. Yeah, the fly's head got enlarged and put on his body, and then his head got shrunken down and put on the fly's body. So almost like, like they switched bodies. Almost. Right. The children's museum had this set up back when I was a kid, where you could look through this these big uh, kind of windows, but they were like um, supposed to be. How fly. a fly sees things, and they've got all these individual oh, yeah. eyes. Oh, yeah. Compound eye. I think yeah. that's as close as I ever want to get with fusing my DNA with an <laughs> right. insect, let alone the nasty garbage insect but, that yeah. the fly is. At the at the end of the original, where the fly with the dude's head on it gets stuck in a spider web, and the spider is crawling to him, mm-hmm. and you just hear him going, help me, help me, <laughs> help me, that's and then someone ends up smashing the fly and the spider. Oh, Okay. So. Sounds like that ended all right. <laughs> if you say so. Be quick. That's horrifying. It's an abomination. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? <laughs> Jeez. He said catch it in a pillowcase and smack it with a <laughs> hammer. With a hammer. <laughs> yep. So the next morning, Ronnie gets up and Seth is already up doing uh, armchair acrobatics. Yeah, which is pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, awesome. And then he's on a, on a suspended bar in the air. He should be in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is this really Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> Good for him. Ronnie's watching and enjoying every second yes, of it. Yes, she is. Does she realize that this isn't really him, or do you think she's thinking, oh, wow, I never knew you could do this before? I think, I think she's thinking what he's thinking, that going through the telepod actually enhanced him somehow. Oh. Maybe it cleared out all the- like Captain the America. Gunk, yeah, right. the gunk in his body, and so now it's nothing but lean muscle and- I Jeff just, Goldblum essence. Yes. I just thought she was... I uh, would buy a cologne called Essence of Gold Bull. thought she was up for just round two. Be about round four. Yeah, I was going to say, though, that was the look of desire. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> curiosity. <laughs> she knew what was yeah. going on. So it shows them spending time together. They go out to the market, the outdoor Did, farmer's market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's like, girl, you get whatever you want. You want chocolate, boxes, DVDs. <laughs> I got get get whatever you want. Oh, a necklace? Oh, that's too expensive. Put it back. <laughs> <laughs> Those DVDs are bootleg. Twenty five dollars. No, no, they're they're not bootleg. They're real. They're real. No, they're not. The fact that you have to say they're real means they're fake. It's a DVD recording of someone that snuck a camcorder into a movie theater. Uh, yes, it says Titanic on it, and it's spelled wrong, and it's written, <laughs> <laughs> and it's Great. not even sealed. Uh, Craig, that dollar movie you bought the other day is really yeah, it is. I found Road Warrior, the Road Warrior. At the Dollar Tree for a dollar. Yeah, yes. You didn't look at it very closely. Yeah, it's actually know. Rod Warrior. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's right. The Rod Warrior. I don't want to see that movie. You no. can have it, Chantel. No. Hey, I want to come over and watch it. We're going to figure out what you paid for. Is <laughs> <laughs> this about hot it's just, rods? It's just the opening credits and the ending credits. <laughs> that's all it is. Speaking of which, Mel Gibson was actually asked him to play the... Uh, the titular fly. Yep. Really? Okay. That would have been interesting. I yeah. could see him doing that. But then he he actually ended up signing off to do Lethal Weapon. Oh, I want to see. That was a good sign off. Yes. I, I want to see Jeff Goldblum. Fist fight. And Mel Gibson oh. each fused DNA with flies Ooh. battle one another. So, oh, wow. Well, Mel Gibson would win. Brundlefly and Wallace fly? Yes. Yep. Brundlefly and Riggs fly. Who's and Hodges? Does he have to have a, the same hairstyle as he did in Lethal Star Weapon? Skin yes. Yeah. He 100% <laughs> yeah. needs the uh, curly mullet. Yes. 
So they go, um, he buys her a locket. They go out to eat, and he is scooping, I'm not kidding you, like 25 scoops of sugar yeah. into his tiny cup of coffee. He's talking really loud and a million miles a minute. He's, yeah. he's already, this is out of character for him, the, the little bit that we've gotten to know him. Or... That's not sugar. That is pure Colombian cocaine. <laughs> in a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah, he's coked up. Where do you think most of the coffee in the world comes from? So their batch just got mixed or, mixed or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, and this coffee's good. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me the coffee was that good? <laughs> After a very long session with one another, Veronica notices that he has these, she points out the coarse hairs on his back. Right. One thing that I noticed during this scene, though, while she's noticing um, the coarse hairs on his back, his face is also starting to change. It's yeah, getting yeah, blotchy. Watchy. Yeah. I told you this movie had a certain moisture about it, Craig. <laughs> that is just nasty. It does. It looks like, in some of the scenes, it looks like they just walked up to him with like a spray bottle and just... So she cuts the hairs with scissors, and he tells her he wants her to go through the pot. He said, I've never felt this way before. I feel like a million bucks. I don't even need to sleep anymore. He said, I want you to go through so that we can experience this together. What She's if, like, no. Right. What if you teleported yourself with a pound of cocaine? You seen I, the movie I, Lucy? I don't <laughs> yes. even know how, how <laughs> what would become of that. Would that just be integrated into your DNA? No, I mean. Or would you just. You would be. Would you just come out as just like a blood mixed with cocaine <laughs> cocaine <laughs> man yeah i'm like over here because he's already jacked when he comes out of right. it and then you're telling me you're gonna infuse or put that in there with him like what do your pupils look like or so, do hey, you what's have up, pupils what's going anymore? Uh, no geez no it's it's just all all black you don't have any <laughs> you don't have yeah it's just a huge dilated eye <laughs> yeah Gosh. so when she won't go through with it he uh tells her she's a drag yeah she was <laughs> Girl, so he right? yells at her. Yeah, well, yeah. she doesn't do another Which one. Which is whoa. also out of character for him. Right. She he's says, very something agitated. is yeah. wrong with you. He's being kind of aggressive with right. her. Which he isn't him at all. Right. Or fly stormingly like this. They're, they're kind of, <laughs> they're kind of, annoying. Like, kind of sporadic and, you know, a fly. Yeah, a fly. <laughs> yeah. Um, she says, something, something if, is wrong with you. Um, if you basement. only knew. Yes. I feel... Like, she might have a good point, though. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. She, 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 he says, different. you're not ready. He's awesome at this point. I do like his swagger. <laughs> yeah, he's he's basically telling her off at this point. Yeah. He says, you're not ready for a deep dive into the plasma pool. I need he to, got uh, real poetic. I just he need just to find someone. saying stuff about plasma and the, the, the depth at which yeah. you could dive. And I just need to find someone that can keep up with me. No, right. you know, the best one he said. You're not supposed to He was talking about drinking, the, not only tasting the plasma, but drinking it fully. Yeah. That was like the last thing he said. And I'm just like, huh, he's he's gone. You notice two different animal carriers. One's probably big enough for a baboon. And the other one is smaller. I wonder what else he had. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So he goes to a bar looking for someone who's willing to Some, take the deep penetrating dive into the plasma pool. Those that were is. his words. His words. And more or less, he's trying to go find him some strange. <laughs> some strange. That's a good word for it, John. Yeah. Yes, it is. So he goes to a bar. <laughs> he starts talking to a woman. She says something about um, a man in there that's having an arm wrestling competition. He bets the men $100 that he can beat him in arm wrestling. This big, burly looking man challenges him. Marty. Takes that, the bet. That was his name, Marty. Marty. She's like, Marty's right. looking real good tonight, don't you think? I'd break Marty down right now. Oh, and he bucks. does. He arm wrestles Marty, who's about twice his size, and compound fractures Marty's arm. Yeah. I was. I am so sorry. <laughs> Here's my card. I love how that lady's like. Before that, she's like, "Do I look like a hooker?" Yeah. It's like, yeah, you 100 percent do. Well, and then you left with Seth. Yeah. The epitome. And he probably paid you. All right. <laughs> so we don't get any bad press, ladies of the night. Oh, right. Yeah, because, you know, you work just as hard as everyone else. Sure. Roxanne! She works hard for the money. I just don't want to get an email. A call girl. <laughs> yes. that's the, the. I like that better. It's She was a call girl. So they go back to his apartment. He teleports again. 
this time presumably without a fly in his telepod. He wants her to go through. She's like, um, no, I don't know you. Nope, nope, I'm paying you top dollar. (laughs) You said an hour. And I could do whatever I wanted. And we're not even doing the normal thing that people normally do during these (laughs) engagements. I just want you to get in this machine. He tries to force her through, and he says, what, are you afraid? And Ronnie shows up at the apartment. Be afraid. Be very afraid. That sounds familiar. And he's like, uh... What a great horror line. Yeah. <laughs> Someone should put that in the opening bit of the podcast. She's like, who's she? He's like, I forgot to tell you, I also live with my mom. Yeah, she mentions about, like, living with her mom or something. But yeah, from scene to scene, he's just more and more diseased looking. Yep, so the, the call girl leaves. Ronnie tells him, you're changing. You look bad. You smell bad. I could say mean no, things, too. She does tell right. him that she had those hairs analyzed that she snipped from his back. No. Said the results are not human. So they're very much like insect hairs. Uh-oh. That's messed up. See, I would almost say she's doing too much. Like, you're going to the point to get this analyzed. You Good thing have... she did, though. Yeah, right. I mean, so, it's not like it helped. <laughs> Ronnie says, something happened when you went through. I think you're sick. So he yells at her again. You're jealous. Jealous that you went through a teleportation device and... I'm jealous. And Minus the thing. He the said, fly. does this look sick? And he punches a hole in the wall. It looks <laughs> mentally sick, yes. I wish he would have, like, broke his hand. <laughs> Ow! Oh, my gosh! <gasps> that did not work out like I thought it would. So, okay. Enough of this uh, fun-going, easy-to-watch first half of the movie. We're getting into the nitty-gritty here. Yeah. Seth is in the bathroom. And his fingernail falls off. Well, he has a habit of kind of biting on his fingernail <laughs> yeah, he when he's bites thinking. His nails <laughs> mercilessly. He bites his nail, and you just hear the whole fingernail. The comes whole off. fingernail. And when he touches it, yep. pus sprays all over the window. And that's when I about threw up. <laughs> I kid you not. I had. To, I, I thought. Was, I thought we were going to have to tie John Tell down to the couch. This is difficult to yeah. watch. I. I very rare do I like dry heave or sweat during a movie, but like this did it. Like a few scenes, like two, mm. maybe even four scenes. <laughs> even and guys, like, buckle up because it does not get like, better from here. He even says something like, "He's like, am I dying? Yeah. <laughs> is this is this what dying is? Yeah, like, you, uh, something I read that um, I don't think so. People, a lot of people thought this was like a a, a metaphor for a. AIDS, because that was like the thing mm. that was happening back what then. What wasn't a metaphor for AIDS back then, though? But, yeah. It was supposed to be, they wanted it to be more like a metaphor for like bad diseases, period. And like the aging process. Okay. Mm. I see it. Yeah, girl, get in yeah, there. Yeah, this would have been even more disturbing back at the time it came out yeah. with everything yeah. going on. If so, if someone had contracted something, had they just seen that movie and known about like the, uh, epidemic of the AIDS epidemic like they could have been thinking, oh am I becoming a flyer or do I have AIDS like, like HIV like <laughs> I see both so am I gonna be a fly so this is one of those am movies I gonna be a fly be- with AIDS <laughs> <laughs> so this is worst. one of those movies where where you get about halfway through and you're like I gotta go to the bathroom when we actually went to the theater you're like you know what while I'm out here I wanna grab some nachos nope that'd be a bad idea oh my <laughs> You'd come back and, and you yeah. just wasted six bucks. <laughs> and he's squirting stuff out of his finger <laughs> onto the <laughs> mirror. And he's like, just drop it in the trash can. Nachos uh, would be all over the back like of the seat. Really good. I probably, I'd probably still eat the chips. Gosh. I wouldn't eat the cheese. <laughs> no. I paid six dollars for a little something good. salty. Yeah. Why are nachos six bucks? <laughs> let's, 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 what's going on there? It's liquid cheese and chips. Yeah, but you know those chips didn't cost not even like a dollar twenty nine. That's where theaters make most of their money. They don't make it from the ticket. Gosh, it's not a charity, John. Tell. You guys yeah. know you're you're that's highway robbery. Oh, it is. I'm not arguing with that's you. That's armchair robbery. Armchair robbery. Seth is checking his computer and um, looks up when he teleported the first time. The computer tells him that two things actually went through, and this is where yep. he finds out that his DNA spliced. <laughs> so of course, I'm a pretty a big deal. Fly. Yeah, that's not good. That's I'm, not good news to find out. I'm so much of a man yeah, that me, it measured as two. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to rationalize this <laughs> and justify it as hard as I can. Like, because honestly, it when once he figures out what he's done, you know, uh, during this analyzation, it looks like one of those uh, reaction videos. So when someone, when they dye their hair, they cut it off too much and they think it's going to look good. Oh, yeah. Their face just like. Yeah. 
uh, yeah. all just he actually has a great reaction. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. No, actually, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's not fine. Yeah. He actually has like the perfect There's reaction. There's something very wrong. And you know, as soon as they turn the camera off, they start bawling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it when they what don't is- even get the camera off. It's just weeping, pure weeping right there on the spot. <laughs> and then Eddie walks in and goes, why are you crying? <laughs> are they trying to straighten their hair and like half of it comes out of the scalp? Yeah. And catches on fire. Oh, yeah, they're trying. It's just like, just, just like it just burns straight through. <laughs> this is probably the same reaction. The reaction that he had on his face was the same reaction that Gorilla Glue Girl had. Oh yeah, uh, the exact same reaction. Like, I'm a genius. Don't even get me started on that. He's analyzing the computer to find out what happened to the fly, and it says the fusion of Brundle and Fly happened at the molecular genetic level. That's that's the worst kind of level. Yeah, that's really not good. No. But what did, I did not understand about uh, the science, I know it's a movie, but he's there's more component to him than there is that fly. Right. But, that, but the DNA from the fly was more dominant. Is what really? Yeah. So we're absolutely nothing. Because it's humans. more complex. The, the, the DNA of the fly is more complex. He, sort of, than say, he, he sort of explains it yeah. here in a bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, oh, it did. It looks like you, is... you popped a juicy pimple on the mirror. That's yeah. so gross. So the next scene, um, Seth is calling Veronica, um, and he says, The last four weeks I've been afraid to see you, so some time has passed here. He says, You were right. I've gotten much, much worse. Uh-oh. Like. says, Please come see me. Nope. This is a conversation she could just have over the phone. Because yeah. all we've seen so far has been, Mm-mm. like, over the course of, like, maybe three or four days, and this has been six weeks. Right. So, so you just just want uh, kids much younger than us, right? Can I come? He can't just send her a picture. Yeah, he yeah. just text her. Mm. Yeah. So she goes to see him. He is um, using two canes to get around, and he is not looking good. He looks. He reminds me of the son off of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. he's walking around. Walter Jr. Walter Jr. Yep. <laughs> he Except is. He doesn't look deformed. <sighs> right. Well, wait. Walter, Walter Jr. Jr. doesn't look deformed. He right. doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't look disgusting. Right. 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 He's like Walter Jr. and Eric Stoltz from Mask. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He says, I'm diseased. It might be contagious. Don't come any closer to me. He said, it's been accelerated. And he explains to her that a fly had gotten into the telepod. Oh. And it confused the computer, so it fused our DNA together. It's called the love bug, baby. He did she the big says, man. He, he, he did the big man thing and said, you were right. Yeah. That's I mean, what else are you going to say at this point? Yeah. She <laughs> says, well, what, what's going to play it off? Yeah, she says, what's going to happen? And he said, well, eventually it'll run its course and I'll, I'm going to die. She Why? says, I can't accept that. What are you going to do, Ronnie? Right. It's your fault anyway, you yeah. and Stathis. It's your fault. Well, yeah, had she not left, he, more, he wouldn't have got drunk by himself or right. really got drunk at all. So, yes, this is, this is on her. She's it's totally she's fine. his fault, yep. but he could get away with blaming her. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. She has some. I'm okay with that. <laughs> So then he picks up a donut and he throws up on it. You yes. guys want to know what this stuff was made out of? That's what? disgusting. Milk, honey, and egg. Actually, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it's like a it's like a milky colored yeah. uh, liquid substance. That's what um, apparently flies actually do. This. Yeah. That's what uh, uh, milk, milk, honey, and egg. That's what uh, Egyptians used it as like a adhesive yeah. glue. He says, "Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was disgusting. Yes, no. yes, yeah. it was." Um, and then his ear falls off. Yep. That was an actual reaction from Gina Davis. <laughs> she didn't know that that was going to happen. Uh. <laughs> he says, I'm scared. Please help me. He the original one. Yep. So she goes, know. of all people to get help, she goes to Stathis. Yes, my boy, Stath. Can't Stath- even say it. Stathis. What's Who are you going to go to? John Getz. My boy, John Getz. A doctor? Yeah, but what's a doctor going to do? No, but he takes... What's Stathis going to do? He's going to take her to some he's, sort of... Stathis has got money. Stathis has a Maserati, So Tyler. do doctors. He he still has strong feelings for her. I'm guessing he's thinking like, well, everything's over with this dude now just because it's like he's turned himself into a freak. So <laughs> at the very least, I can help her out and save face and look like the hero, but he also doesn't want to put his... Any uh, editor? Well, yeah, but Stathis is going to want to make this guy all better. No. Oh, she's wanting help. Right. Oh, I. Oh, wait. I, we're, she, I'm if she really wants to get somebody. him help, why would she go to somebody oh. that's probably, if anything, happy and relieved that her new lover it's is deteriorating? Not someone she's going to want to continue to be with. See, oh, I, I don't hell. see. Like, even. Yeah, yeah. I, I maybe if that. he could get him to, like, stay alive, 
somehow get him treatment, but it's not going to turn him back to human. So I think therein he still thinks he's the front runner. I think they just need to cryogenically freeze him. Yeah, or, we'll figure this out when we get the science for it. Until yes. then, carbonite for you. Yes, <laughs> you shouldn't have been doing that. Carbonite. Stathis says, don't go back to We're him. such a nerds. <laughs> he's right. He might be contagious. And she said, if you only saw him, he's so desperate. He needs help. He's scared. And he says, well, show me. Tape him. Let me see what's going on and let me think about it. So she goes back to Seth's apartment and he is literally crawling on the ceiling. Yep. And up and down the walls. And this is not the exorcist. That's <laughs> right. That's like the crazy part. He does or seem Spider-Man. To, <laughs> Seth does seem to be in good spirits, though. He does. Yeah. I, do, I love his attitude throughout this oh, whole yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, especially I'm once. I'm dying. He, this is painful. He is. He's uh, accepted it at this, this point. Hurts. But he's having fun with it. He says, I'm becoming Brundlefly. Brundlefly. You think there's a Nobel Prize in that? No, there's you, probably a shotgun and a, and a slug. <laughs> you know what, though? Despite all that's happened to him, that is still a gigantic leap in technology. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he still successfully teleported things. Right. You just have to kind of tweak it. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I was going to bring up earlier, it reminded me of the Philadelphia experiment experiment mm. and like with that for those who don't know back during world war ii supposedly we had a black budget operation going on to where we were trying to cloak our ships so that nazis couldn't see our naval carriers or whatever so like predator yeah essentially yep. it would just be like a weird camouflage but the experiment went wrong the second time the first time they essentially did what jeff goldblum did and they made it disappear and then reappear but that was with no living people on it. So then they put real semen on there. And this took place, obviously, in Philadelphia. But I think when they teleported, they weren't trying to teleport. So when they got all... Nikolai Tesla was also involved in this. Mm-hmm. But uh when the ship came back, when it reappeared, the people had, had no idea that they had just been teleported. And then a lot some of the crewmen were fused to the ship. Right. And others... Fused into the bulkhead. Yeah. Yep. Yikes. So. I thought you were going to say they went inside out. Oh, no. I'm no. sure some of them probably did. And some uh, of them went insane. I'm never messing with science. The story that the government told us was that they were just demagnetizing the ship. Yes. Because, that, I forgot which about. is not possible. Because ship is iron or it's not. <laughs> so you can't take out the, the ferrite in it. Right. It's just made of iron. <laughs> so they're like, because the Germans had magnetic mines that were floating in the water. And they would suck, you know, suck over to the the ship magnetically, and once they hit, they would explode. How, what? That sounds dangerous. Craig, that's, that's ridiculous. I know. Like, that's not going to work for you. Cloaking a ship. And now back to our movie. <laughs> Real science. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Seth actually suggests taping himself for posterity. He says this would also make a fabulous children's book. No. Uh, I don't think it would. No, not at all. Brundlefly so sounds like We a see good the point. recording of him saying, and now this is how Brundlefly eats. And we, it cuts to Stathis watching the, the tape. <laughs> Gosh, girl. He says, <laughs> so flies can chew, but they can't process solid foods. They have to cover their food in this enzyme that they produce that breaks down the food to liquid. And we get, we don't see it, but we see Stathis's reaction to watching this. It's gross. Yeah, he's uh, quite disgusted. Ronnie's in the bathroom. She's crying. Stathis asks her what's she wrong. Is. She says, "I'm pregnant with Seth's baby." That baby don't look like me. Uh oh. I've not seen you in months. You've been with this freak. It comes out as a black man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would make absolutely no sense. An African American magnet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes. African Canadian? African Canadian. Drake. Drake. There you go. (laughs) So, uh, we quickly jump to a scene in the hospital where they are wheeling a pregnant Ronnie in, saying something's wrong with it. Why am I losing it? They're aborting what seems like there's a problem with the pregnancy, so they have to abort. I don't know if it's stillborn. Long story short, she gives birth to a three-foot-long maggot. Yep. Okay, so uh, this is I'm, this is weird for me, just because I'm straight pro-life. But, like, if there's one time that I would probably be not pro-life, it would be during this scene 
after seeing what abomination comes out of this woman's body. Ooh. Now, yep. luckily... Director cameo, by the way. Yep, right there. Right. Yep. The, yep. That's Cronenberg? Mm, the one that is. Yep. He's her so, gynecologist? Yep. It nice. is a wriggling, writhing <laughs> maggot. Ugh. Now, don't worry. It's a dream. She wakes up. <sighs> uh, it's still... Uh. But that's why she's not wanting to go through with this. I wonder if there's more than one in there. Probably. Uh, See, and doesn't this make you think of, uh, what's that weird show that people watch? Uh, Dr. Pimple Popper? Oh, yeah. I've I seen can't straight. Damn that show. I saw one where there were actual maggot larvas in someone's I'm sure skin, there was. And I'm just like thinking, how filthy of a person do you have to be? Both my wife and your wife flipping love that show, and I cannot stand it. It literally makes me gag. And not a lot makes me gag, but that makes me gag. So we go back to Seth. He's researching how to reduce the effects of the fly splicing. And he finds out he has to splice with another human. And his fingers are fusing together, so he's having to type with a pencil. Yeah. Yeah, he looks awful. At yeah, like does. penguin hands on Batman Returns. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's exactly what they look like. Yeah. Um, his teeth start falling out. Yep. Multiple teeth. Mm. Ronnie arrives. Um, the apartment's trashed. She's looking around, and Seth... Tells her you've missed some good moments. Yeah, the, yeah we like see it. his male genitalia in in his uh, bathroom. Yeah, so he keeps all of his body parts that are falling off behind the mirror. I I don't know that that's what that was, but it's kind of like it's kind of like Jeffrey Dahmer, except for Jeffrey Dahmer kept other people's. Yeah, that yeah that 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 is the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't his, and he wasn't, and he. I don't think he's eating his no. uh, own objects. She says, "I wanted to see you." I'm not sure why. She's trying to tell him that she's pregnant. He says, you have to, he, she's not able to do it. He says, you have to leave and never come back here. He says, insects don't have politics. They're very brutal. They can't be trusted. No compassion. Yeah. He says, I'd like to become the first insect politician. What are you saying? I don't think he's thinking clearly. Yeah, I think he's losing his no. mind. Well, I would understandably. Yeah. I watched a praying mantis rip another praying mantis head off after mating. So he says, I'm saying I'm an insect. That dreamed he was a man and loved it. I'm saying I'll hurt you if you stay. So You ever gotten out of a relationship by telling a girlfriend that you were turning into an insect? No, but good. that is one that I will use now. Yep. I mean, Stick that one in the holster. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. it sounds weird, but uh, as far as makeup goes, he looks fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. He really yeah. does. Yeah, he it, still does I a really mean, good just job. Continually, every time you right. see him, he's looking. Right. He even twitches like you kind of see right. a fly. Like his, like his eyes are moving oh, around. Yeah. Right. He, he wore... Five pounds of makeup on. Sure, I bet. And I know this is going to sound silly, and they wouldn't. But I mean, this is this is Oscar worthy performance. Mm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He did, he did fantastic. And he's doing all of this under pounds and pounds of makeup, right. and is still able to emote while twitching and acting right. like someone turning into right. a fly. No, no different than I read that the, the, the only thing that he didn't like <laughs> was the uh, latex around his eyes. Right. Oh, I would imagine. Well, I wouldn't like more yeah, than I just that because I think just... it said he could hardly. See anything really, and that weight was just on his face. I Five believe pounds. so. Yeah. yeah, like the rest was a prosthetic suit. Yeah. I think go out and and get a a half gallon of, of milk and just carry that around. On your about, face. About five pounds. Get some Gorilla Glue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. Go no. to the, if you go to the nearest Kroger or Ace Hardware, they will have a gallon of milk and Gorilla Glue. Yep. Apply the glue. Nope. S- stick the milk to your face. Ironically, the Gorilla Glue is nowhere near the cosmetic section. So. Just take that at face value. <laughs> Ronnie leaves. She tells Stathis um, that she she's done. She doesn't want that inside of her. She doesn't know what's in there. I've been Fair trying to break up with you for weeks. So this is actually a Brundle week. is on the roof, though, and overhears her as she's getting into the car with Stathis and leaving. So they go to the hospital. The doctor um, is questioning why you're wanting to do this in the middle of the night. Stathis finally tells the doctor... It is the child of a man who is deformed. We're afraid the baby is going to be deformed. And the doctor's Which, like... Now we're back to, that's not okay. Right. But obviously they're not telling him the whole story. But. Right. And then the doctor's like, is it your kid? Do I look deformed? I don't know. <laughs> no, Pull your pants down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doctor. Well, that escalated quickly. Trust me. I'm a doctor. So as Veronica's left in the room alone to get ready for the procedure... Brundlefly breaks through the window. I'm calling him Brundlefly the rest of the movie. Brundlefly, well. I like it. Carries, picks up Ronnie and carries her away. I said during it? the movie that it would have been hilarious if he sprouted wings and flew away. Because yeah. it would have right. looked all like 80s janky and like stuff. Like Mothman. <laughs> so he takes her back to the apartment <laughs> and he tells her that baby might be all that's left of the real me. You can't get rid of it. 
she says, I, I, I can't do it. Stathis shows up at the apartment with a disassembled shotgun. I'm not sure. You don't know what you're going to find there. You think you're going to have time to put the shotgun together? Why wouldn't you go in with the loaded shotgun? He's yeah, a cla- one, yeah, that'd be one thing if it showed him, like, put it together or just walk in in the first place with the shotgun. Uh, he's right. being a gentleman's gentleman. <laughs> you know, like, when you show up to the pool hall, you know, you break the stick out of the, the case that it's in, and then you put it together. That's yep. essentially what he was doing. He's just shown us, though, he's not exactly a class individual. Yeah. Oh, in certain, certain areas yeah, but, of his life. Yeah, I was going to say, but in the pool hall, they're usually not going to be... So he looks at the computer and sees that the telepod is set up to splice two humans into one. So he realizes what Seth is trying to do. He's trying to put himself in one pod and Veronica in the other and splice both of them together to slow down or hopefully stop the fusion process. Yeah, um, I know why you would want to do that, but what are your thoughts? Should he be doing that? Not against her will. That's what I'll say. No, but then, no, definitely not. They're we can be one. Up. No. We can get married. We can have a, a union bond. But, like, a monstrosity. Yeah. Like, so, Stathis, while he's looking at the computer, Brundlefly drops in and jumps him. And this is where things get really messed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he grabs his hand and throws up on it and melts yeah. Stathis's hand. That was it's incredible. like acid. Oh, that's gross. Every time I see that yeah. scene, that is disgusting. Yeah. And I would say I would try to throat punch him, but like chances are you're going to hit like some sort of vein and it's going to spew all yeah. that stuff on you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he, he yeah. melts his hand. And then yeah, he falls to the ground and he does the same thing to his ankle and it melts his foot off. If yeah. I was... if I was, uh, We're talking about Stathis. Yeah, John yeah. Getz. I call him by his first name. I really respect him as an actor. Johnny Boy. So is he no longer the bad guy? No, well, he, he has a, a hidden agenda right. the entire time. Not anymore, he I'd still be talking so much crap to him as he's melting his uh-huh. ankle off with spit. This oh. movie has gone full Cronenberg at this point. Oh, yes. Like is that all you steaming, got? liquid, melting flesh. Oh. Yeah, if I wanted oh, a kiss, yeah. I would ask your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie shows up and tells him to stop. Brundlefly tells Veronica, help me be human. And she says, how can I do that? He says, we come apart here and we come together there. Explain to her what he's trying to do. Sounds like a Marvin Gaye you, song. He says, you, me, and the baby, we can all be one. Yeah, she's like, no, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. You, me, and baby Plus, he's three. using his old prototype also. Right, so he's using his old, so there's three pods now. Um, she goes to fight and pull away from him, and she rips his lower jaw. We're talking like the entire mandible. Just It's gone. In the face! <sighs> he then is dragging her to the pod, and he is fully turning into yep. a human fly. It's gross. It is gross. It's really gross. It really pays off. Yeah, no. Yeah. Throws Ronnie into a telepod and latches it shut. He Brundlefly goes into the other telepod. Stathis, luckily, is able to get his wits about him enough to shoot the transmission line to Ronnie's telepod. As the countdown is for the fusion is, is under, what, 10 seconds? So Brundlefly tries to get out of his pod but isn't able to, so it ends up fusing him with the actual telepod. Yeah. He comes out of the third telepod. Fused with the actual machine. Not the way to go. No. So Veronica um, has the shotgun, and what's left of Seth grabs the barrel of the shotgun and holds it up to his head. Understand. She's, she's like, no, I can't do it. Really? Yeah. Even now, like, you can't do it. There's nothing I guess human the left. fact He's that half he human, grabbed. Half machine, half mm. fly. I, I guess the fact that he grabbed the barrel and held it up to his own head showed her that there was a little bit of Seth left yeah. in there, but the little bit that's left in there wants you to do this. So she shoots him, blows his head off. Well, this is at humane. just gory, bloody mess at this point. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah, it's, it is gone full Cronenberg. No, you literally at one point watch his eyes drip out of his head. Yep. That is, yep. that's yep. intense. That was buckshot. And then I thought this was great. So, guys, buckshot. she shoots him in the head, kills him. For about five seconds, it shows her crying and understandably traumatized by this whole event. Fade to black, roll credits. That's how the movie ends. Yep. Black. There's no aftermath. There's no... Courtroom proceedings. Right. <laughs> Epilogue. We're done. There was originally a, an alternate ending scene where... She has, like, another dream about, like, a baby looking like a butterfly or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. And 
and then like another one coming out of a cocoon. Then she wakes up and she's she ends up with a status. Yeah, I got it. I got it finally. <laughs> Even though the podcast is, but they end up not. Sorry. But they end up not doing that because it just ruined the whole yeah. mood of the way yeah. how. I mean, I, I I don't mind how it ended, but goodness gracious, that was abrupt. Yes. Yeah, it was. I felt like they, they left a little bit on the table, <laughs> oh, but yeah. it was a good movie. There, there wasn't our deleted scene where uh, they end up cutting. Uh, Brundle end up uh, fusing a, the other baboon and a cat together. Oh, good grief! What yeah, did that so look he like? ended up having to kill it with a lead pipe. Yeah, it's a deleted scene you can find it on YouTube. Ugh. They decide to cut it. Because, uh, basically, it made you not feel sympathetic for Brundle after that. Yeah. Kitty Boone. Oh, gosh. I want to do a comment on it. So, <sighs> yeah, that's it, guys. Cinema grades. It got 15 fly wings, if that's what you're asking. 15 fly wings? Yes. Wow. Which equates to, you said, a, a B plus? A B plus. Wow. So. That's not bad. This is, is this as good of a grade as you've given for any of the movies we've covered? Since the, since the, since the new year, I feel. Because I, I know I, that I, you gave the yeah wow. So now we see what kind of movies it takes to get John Tell up into the uh, pass plus range. It was gory. It, it gory was disgusting. damp. It was moisture. There was there was violence. There was a little bit of passion. It was it was a good movie. I went yeah. C plus. This is, it did it. It's it's not exactly my bag. Once we get into the just absolute that's body like, mutilation, but it was well acted. I mean, it's it's. I just I can't quite put it into the. B range, and that's just a personal. I understand why people would. The acting's really good, though. Mm-hmm. That would be. That's why it's a C plus and not, you know, a C minus. C plus. I give it a a good solid B. It is is a good movie. I like the science in it because I'm a nerd. Like you said, the acting was good. Makeup was incredible. Yep, that's where I'm at. B. Uh, B. Almost a B plus. If you were to like subtract someone like the comments that that. Stathis guy kept saying between him and Veronica. <laughs> right, because like, then, hey, see, and that, Jeez. I guess he turns out to be the hero at the end. I'm like, that guy was a dirtbag, man. I wanted to see him. I think it would have been uh, a little bit better if he wasn't like a dirtbag. Yeah, but wasn't that the, wasn't that the 80s, though? Isn't that how, <laughs> you know, it was the 80s. And yeah, the movie's That was accepted movie. behavior back yeah, then. That, um, I, I haven't seen it, but I did see that um, under John Getz movie stats that he's he's in the fly too oh so i don't know what happened maybe he redeems himself in the sequel maybe. wasn't saving her life redeeming himself if he's not missing a hand and foot in that movie i'm not watching oh, it. right uh would you recommend this movie to other horror fans oh yes 100 oh, yeah. i think so and especially would. if you're in if, if you're a, a cronenberg fan this is a yep. this is a must watch if you're Yep. A fan of David Cronenberg. I work. think this is his best movie, personally. I was going to say, um, I think that you could watch this movie by yourself or on a date. And unlike last week's movie, I'm like, you, you put it on but not watch it. This is one that... Probably not date. a dinner date, though. Yeah. Oh, no, but you're, you're whoever yeah. you're going on a date with will definitely be drawn in. There's no way that that person won't. Extra liquid cheese. Oh. With your nachos. And if you don't want to get that, you don't want to get that white queso at a Mexican restaurant. Oh, uh, good grief. And watch this movie. Oh, you get the, uh, unless you're breaking the chili up with dogs. Person. Chili dogs are good for this movie. Ooh. Unless you're breaking up with the person. So on top of the injury to insult, it's like after they've thrown up on themselves in the theater and then you guys <laughs> have to leave early because of that and you say, hey, it's over. And then, yeah. Yeah. So like, we're breaking up and take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave us a comment. Send us an email. Do your worst, guys. We can take it. We've got thick skin. Let us know what you thought. Let us know um, what you'd like us to cover next. Follow us on Twitter. Send us an email, scaredsmithlesspodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. You will get notifications every time we drop new stuff. As always, stay tuned. Stay scared. Thanks for dropping by. See ya.